Hey everybody, my name is Jesse Collings, and I want to tell you all about my show, The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. On The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, we do a thorough analysis on the biggest issues and trends within the pro wrestling industry. We talk a lot about pro wrestling media, we talk a lot about fan culture and wrestling's place within general pop culture, and we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes. It's not a show recapping the latest episode of television. This is a show focusing on the biggest topics in pro wrestling and doing a deep dive on the real stories behind the surface level analysis you might find elsewhere. The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a try. Thanks. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Here we go! Listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 43 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show, and you can listen to us on all of your podcast apps. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review. And if you are feeling generous, you can go to Voices of Wrestling slash donate to donate to the show i'm gerard detrill here with paul Vosch. paul we have a lot to talk about this week a lot a lot yeah this was i mean i think there's one really big thing that we're going to talk about that was really important but yeah i i actually i just looked at the run sheet and i was like oh yeah this run sheet is way longer than i thought it was going to be and i rest oh yeah we, we actually have a lot a lot of stuff to talk about <laughs> Well, Paul, funny, because when I was going to bed and I woke up early briefly for like an hour, I thought we were going to have even more to talk about. 
Oh yeah. No. <laughs> uh, luckily, that just turned out to be a produce show and, no and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, they're like, "Oh, urgent! Kento Miyahara and Suyoki Fukuda, the president of All Japan, are holding a press conference on Instagram Live." And I was a little like, "Why are they doing this on Instagram Live?" But at the same time, Fukuda doesn't usually show up at all the press conferences unless it's like someone's leaving or something mm -hmm. like that. So I was like, "What's up?" But yeah, it just turned out to be like some Kanto promotion in Osaka. But it's not like, even like promotion. it's like the show that is like soon as well. Like it's not I don't even know. That it's like something long out. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know because also the tickets are moving fairly well from what I can gather looking at the ticket sites. Like the premium are sold out and all the other sections have like only a few left, it says. So I don't know what's going on with that. Or <laughs> if they're trying to pivot to Instagram live. Maybe. Or something to I, I don't know. So. With Twitter kind of dying, I guess that makes sense, and you need to find a way to like make use of Instagram. Yeah, um, which is still well, something I haven't figured out for our account because I'm not gonna know what to post there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because what are you gonna do? Like other people's pictures of the show? Like yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. Like that's the problem. Like I always have to have a picture there. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we were saved from having a log like conversation about like. Oh no, what is all Japan gonna do because Kento blew out his knee or he's leaving or yeah. something like that. So. When in theory this was supposed to be like kind of a big victory lap for both promotions. I mean, now it is that again, but that could have kind of derailed that whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So before we get to what everyone's been talking about, and I mean everybody's been talking about this, uh, this match has been seen by a lot of people that I think don't necessarily watch All Japan or Noah regularly too, which is a cool thing. But we'll start with uh, Noah Sunny Voyage 2023 from July 9th at Tokyo Tama Murray Messe in front of 557 fans, which I think is a perfectly respectable number for what this mm -hmm. show was, actually. Yeah. Um, but we're just going to talk about two the top two matches. First, for the GHC national title, Ahio to Dr. Wagner Jr. defeated Amaska in 13.02 with the Wagner driver special for his fifth defense of the title. Um, I mean, people expected this to be good going in, and I thought it really was. Um, barring the, oh, well, it, does Amaska, like, you know, have a chance of actually winning? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think it's kind of cool that they actually did an open weight challenge because it's just something that happens so rarely in Noah. Yeah, they're just really strict uh, about keeping the divisions I, apart. I vaguely recall Minoru Tanaka challenging for this title very early on in its existence, mm -hmm. but that's about it. Yeah, I think maybe originally that was kind of announced to be an open weight title, but it was like basically just like it was a complete heavyweight title for like, yeah, minus that Minoru Tanaka defense. Yeah. No, so, but good, good match. Otherwise, like I think, like I can't even say all that much about it because I think it just exactly delivered to the expectations, which sounds like a backhand compliment. But in, in this case, it, like I expected a good match and I got a good match out of it. Yeah, and it's just another like notch on Wagner's belt, like for yeah. his like I don't know most improved run or you know I don't because I don't think it's like a most outstanding or like you know best or anything like that. But I think you know he's definitely putting like. A case together to be like a solid like incredibly improved wrestler yes no 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 like i said i really wanted to find a way to get him onto the onto my five list for the awards and mm -hmm. uh, because it was both uh, second half last year and first half this year i couldn't because the second half last year wasn't that great but yeah if we had some sort of like most improved or something category he definitely would have been my pick for that yeah 
And then uh, in the main event, uh, Kaito Kiyomiya and Keno defeated Manabu Soi and Daiki Inaba in 22.09 with a modified Shining Wizard from Kiyomiya on Inaba. And Paul, the big, the only <laughs> big thing about this is we have Blue Keno now. Yes, Blue Keno. <laughs> yeah, I like I said, I actually wouldn't mind the blue gear. I'm just really, it's 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 the red, it's the red <laughs> lions. Like I I get it, they were expensive, but man, it's just it's maybe fit the blue tone that fits better with those in that case. I don't know. Like it just really doesn't fit at all. It's such a, it's like I don't know. It gets massive negative points on like the wrestler fashion scale, basically. I he'll probably. Uh... I could see him getting blue lines down the line. Maybe they just weren't ready, and that's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I think otherwise, Blue Keno, I think it's, it's okay. It, it's a bit of a... Because we've seen him in red for so long, it's it's always like a bit of a adjustment phase. Yeah, and now, like, I'm just looking at the shows coming up before N1, and it's like he's just basically teaming with, like, the home army now. Yeah. The rest of the time, so... I mean, same with Sawyer, right? Yeah, it's just also. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if sometime after the end one we get like some sort of new faction, because mm-hmm. they because the Noah alignment chart like it looks really empty now. Mm. Like because on the heavyweight side, like we only have Real and uh, Good Looking Guys, and Good Looking Guys is now the only faction that has both heavyweights and juniors. So I wouldn't be shocked if sometime after the end one we get like something new because i don't know it, it just looks really empty especially after we've had so many factions for so long yeah and uh i mean it was a good match of course with these four guys yes. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean Very as good. expected <laughs> yeah uh, soy's new gear is not bad either it's sort of like a blue and red mashup mm-hmm. definitely better than the uh, the black gear <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely and so we move on to what everyone's been talking about. Noah, One Night Dream from July 15th at Corican Hall in front of 1,515 fans. That's a super no vacancy full house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it felt like it. Yes. I guess now they just don't have standing fans anymore. I don't know if that's a regulation no. or not, like on the balcony with their banners and everything. So I don't know if that's... Uh, I mean, from everything we've heard is that the Corican staff is just really... Like ever since COVID, the Kurgan stuff has just been really strict. Like they were really hesitant to like loosen up restrictions even after like all the restrictions got removed, right? Yeah. Like remember when they like when basically Ultim like at the Dragon Gate show where Ultimo basically told the fans to make noise and then mm-hmm. they had to have like I don't know, I think like real Saito had to come out and tell the fans to not make noise because Kurgan stuff was just yelling at him. So it might just be that they are legitimately just like, no, 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 this is this is like the maximum we will we will allow in here and no more. Yes. Um, I had something on the top of my head and I didn't know what I was going to say. Oh, it's funny though, because um, with every passing show, you see more and more fans without masks too. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. So we start off with the Yuo Wada debut match. Kai Fujimura defeated Yuo Wada in 553 with a crab hold. I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to make any... Um, sweeping comments but he's obviously like solid well trained mm-hmm. and uh he's obviously going to kick around in the junior division for now but yeah who knows <laughs> they no, need heavyweight someday though. exactly and i mean at 178 like he is of a height that is 
a reasonable heavyweight if he puts on some weight in Noah. He's so. yeah, well, he's taller than Nakajima and Keto. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think I think for Noah we can safely say we have like the Nakajima line. And if you're above the Nakajima line, you can be a heavyweight. Yeah. If if as long as you're not like rail thin, I guess. Yes, yeah. If you're not like Kotoge. <laughs> yeah. Um and then next up, good looking guys, Anthony Green, Yohei, and Tadasuke defeated Jimmy Yang, super crazy, and Stallion Rogers in 750 uh, with the Gammon G from Yohei on crazy. Uh, it's sort of funny that they flew Jimmy Yang to be in a less than eight minute match. Yeah, I mean, they flew him here because of his daughter. So Yeah, but I always dug Yang, especially in his All Japan run. Um, so it was nice to see him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was kind of interesting that they kind of built this as like, big like WWE thing and like for me at first I was like oh they build it as WWE because of Jimmy Yang but then I realized that A not only not just that everyone on his team is a former uh, like WWE guy but also Anthony Green is as well yes that's right but I mean Green and Rogers were like in NXT and not even yeah really like super featured but you know no I mean I don't even I, I mean I have no idea what like WWE's viewership is and Japan, but like I can't imagine that there there are a lot of people that really like watch NXT. But then again, that's really the only place where you can watch like Japanese talent, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's true. You have to watch. You have to watch. Maybe the WWE level, like NXT level up, like viewership is really high in Japan because they. All I don't even. Jiro. I don't even think Jiro's on level up these days. He's. I feel like I saw a post of his where he was in Japan not that long ago. So. Oh yeah, that's generally the sign that like that. He's waiting for his contract to run out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's the what's what it seems like. Yeah, we had the same thing with Sari, where she's just like posting stuff from Japan for two months and then she's just back. Yeah. Uh, although if Jiro leaves, I'm not sure he comes back to all Japan because Tajiri's gone. Yeah, I I still don't fit. So. Think he really fits. Like, no, he doesn't fit. What in even anymore. like his slot is gone basically. Yeah. Uh, so he could either go to uh, uh, Kyushu Pro or maybe yeah, I'm favorite. trying to think what where would he even fit on the scene currently? Who knows? Noah might even DDT. I don't think it's impossible. Noah like takes him, but we'll see. Yes. Then next up, Jazzy Yang and Miyuki Takase defeated Hibiscus Me and You in nine minutes and forty six seconds with a moonsault attack from Yang on Me. I, uh, so I guess when it was a year or two ago on WrestleMania weekend, everyone thought Yang was <clears throat> not very good. I mean, she's very young, but she's, I mean, if you look at her cage match, like I did, she's like consistently works indie. So, I mean, I still think she looked a little green here, but I don't think she was mm-hmm. horrible or anything. No, I mean, I've definitely seen like worse wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, especially on the, like people, especially like women that come up on the American indie sometimes. Like they don't really get the best training there. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, I think her going to Japan is like exactly like what she should do. Absolutely. Because that's really where you can learn how to work. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And there's definitely been people that came up on the American Indies where on their first match in Japan they looked like absolute shit, and then later they became like really good workers. Well, I mean, look at I thought Anthony Green was sort of like meh. When he first oh, showed up, yeah, Noah. yeah, he and now yeah, he's he has improved. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, like you also have like I mean Wagner as well for a while looked like yeah, and 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 and, and, Green and Wagner both had many years of uh, yeah. of uh, experience prior to getting there. So or Diamante, who literally was like, literally went from the worst wrestler in Dragon Gate to the best wrestler in Dragon Gate in like three years. Mm-hmm. 
And then so we had an N1 scramble. Lance Anoa'i, Adam Brooks, and Sa- Saxon Huxley, and Jack Morris defeated Masakitamiya, Manabusoya, Dekianabe, and Yoshiki Inamura in 11 minutes and 17 seconds with the Samoan splash from Anoa'i on Soya. Um, obviously, this was just sort of uh, to get over some of the foreigners who mm-hmm. are relatively new, especially Anoa'i. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I thought it was okay uh i don't know NY doesn't really stand out i mean look he he's he's part of the family and he's not been signed to wwe despite having yeah. multiple uh tryouts so you know <laughs> that that's not yeah like that's not really like a good sign because like at least for for example like fatu like jacob fatu right there's yeah. like a reason why he's not signed yeah because it's obviously good enough whereas with lance i think it's just he can't even Not be like there. the fall guy for the for Roman or something. Yeah, exactly. If he can't even be like the if uh what's the what's the who's like the fourth guy in, in the bloodline? Stolo Sokoa. Yeah, like if you're like worse than that guy, like I don't know. It's not really a good sign. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I mean, mean, I mean maybe maybe he can prove us wrong, but like, Yeah, of course. And I don't read stuff. anyone I don't read anyone off learning in Japan. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's very important. So maybe yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is what finally does it, right? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. But I mean, it's just like when they all came out, like, I mean, and again, I, I mean, maybe that is also to your point, like like Jack Morris was just like so much more of, like he just stood out when they all came out on his team mm-hmm. compared to the rest of his team. Yeah. But again, he's also the one that has worked like Japan the most. So maybe there is hope for like oh, Lance. There is I will say this. If, if he doesn't show any improvement, he's never going to be in WWE. Oh, yes, for sure. Uh, I mean, I how old is he? Uh, uh, I think he is in his early 30s. I want to say 32. Let me just see here. Uh, he's 31. Yeah. So it really is kind of like put up a shot up time for him, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And then so um, we go to the N1 special tag match. Go Shiozaki and Ahio Dadup. The Dr. Wagner Jr. defeated Jake Lee and Keno in 16-15 with the go-on lariat from Shiozaki on Keno. I mean, I thought this rocked. Yeah. Um, I went four stars on this. Oh, yeah, for sure. I thought this whole these final three matches all delivered uh, one way or another, shockingly. Uh, one of them uh, I did not necessarily expect to. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a Go's biggest win since returning from injury. Yeah. And if they really build it up strongly like that as well. Where they like kind of like tease, kind of go and kind of t- uh, like facing off early on in the match, and then kind of just tagged out. And yeah, no, I, I thought they built this like amazingly, and all four men were just really good as well. Like, I would even go as far to say, like, this was Jake's one of Jake's best performances since sure. coming to Noah as well. Like, like yeah. just everyone was just amazing in this match. I mean, I think Jake has steadily, like, slowly but steadily sort of improved in his role. Mm-hmm. But it's also jarring because you immediately made him champion, right? Yes. So that's not always, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I, I think I'm in the middle on this. Like, I don't think Jake's uh, GHC title run has been a disaster by any means. But mm-hmm. I just think the, I just think it was weak in the early days. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been better than his triple crown runs. I will say that. Yes. Um God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, definitely. I, I mean, I think no one will dispute that it's better than the second one, but oh, I also yeah. feel it's better than the first one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I still think Keno versus Go is the finals. 
Yeah. Even though no, I, I think see... to me that they or people talking about there. Nakajima after this show, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like because again, for me, because I get people were saying that like it would be kind of crazy to go with Go now, given like all of his injuries, right? But he has never won the N one, so if he doesn't win it this year, I feel like he never will. Like yeah. if you want that to have, if you want that to be in his resume, you need to do it this year because you're not like. Like it's too late after this year. Not that he's gonna retire, but I think that's like he's too far past his prime if you do it next year. To rely on yeah, on top for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, definitely. Um and then in the semi-main, which I thought the pace the placement of this was strange, but mm-hmm. Duralistico, Ninja Mac, and Amaska defeated Hayata, Reyes Scorpion, and Dante Leon in 13 minutes and 29 seconds with the La Mystica from Drillistico on Escorpion. Paul, I don't know how they did it, but this is pretty damn good. Yeah. No, I mean, like, just right from the get-go when Drillistico just annihilated the entire first row of Gurkhan. Uh, I This was the best Drillistico has looked in Noah. Yes. Uh, yes, no, if, if I'm is... Noah, yeah, I, I just want Ray Escorpion just there to, like, do this, like, Every show just pays for all of the guys. You could also argue this is the best batch that Dante Leon has been part of in Noah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, like Hayata kicking Ninja Mac on like the, the the Ninja special, like as he's like flipping over the top rope. That's like the coolest thing Hayata has done in forever. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think, yeah, this was really good. Like even like the bit more like contrived stuff, like the double top rope walk from, from Ninja Mac and Leon. Like I think that was still kind of cool. And yeah, no, I, yeah, this just vastly over-delivered my expectations because I also looked at the card placement. I was like, why is this the semi-main event, especially after the match before it was so good? Mm-hmm. I was like, how is that not the semi-main event? And then all they all like six, I guess, I guess maybe they took it personally and were just like, no, 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 we're just going to show you guys why we're the semi-main event in this, on the show. Yeah, I mean, we need like all Scorpion all the time. <laughs> yeah. To just uh, direct traffic and base and yeah, keep keep a match together. Because again, if you can do that in Triple A, then you can definitely do that in Noah. Oh God, yes. <laughs> uh, and then after the match, um, Hayata and Atsuki Oyagi had more of a stare down because mm-hmm. Atsuki was on commentary, and we'll get to that match. Uh, talk about that match later. Just quick on the face off, uh, it made me realize again that how tall everyone is in all Japan. Because <laughs> Hayata is one of the big, like, taller juniors in Noah, and Atsuki just kind of towered over him. <laughs> like, would he be a heavyweight in Noah? Like, he wouldn't be far off, right? Yeah. Uh, like, he would be a smaller heavyweight, but he would probably be one. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it also depends on, like, okay, so what else is going on, and how badly do we need heavyweights? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think it would be impossible. Um, oh, and then I guess we should say also they announced uh Will Ospreay versus Naomichi Marafuji for Mar Ospreay was wrestling in the G1. <laughs> uh, uh, in uh, for Marafuji's 25th anniversary show in September, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think Marafuji is gonna bust out stuff he hasn't done in a while in that match. Oh, yeah, I yeah, know, and, and Osprey as well is like he's gonna be willing to take whatever Marafuji suggests to him as well because oh, yeah. That's his big hero. Like he he will be like like Osprey is always motivated, but he will be like double motivated on that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh definitely can't wait to see that one. 
And then in our main event, uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima defeated Kento Miyahara in 34 minutes and 12 seconds with a vertical spike. Uh, you could say a lot of things about this match, but I got to say the first thing is just the, oh my God, the atmosphere was incredible. Yes. Yes. That this was like, like I said, like this felt like a full, like, like a full Kurgan mm-hmm. because just this really is kind of like something that I don't think we've really seen since the pandemic started because that's always what Kurrigan was like known for like if you give him something special mm-hmm. like that crowd will really sink its teeth into that and that's what happened here like we just had like just from the moment Kento's theme started that crowd just became completely unglued yeah and, and also I think what was really impressive is that it was like a legit split crowd yes because you had like the Kento and the Katsuhiko chance like both going on at the same time and being equally loud like they and, somehow managed to actually like I think they actually managed to create the kind of atmosphere that they wanted for the altogether show here. Yes. I mean, I was also sort of surprised with the sheer amount of Kento shirts too, though. Yeah. Like they turned out to see him. Yeah. Too. No, I mean, this is a big deal. Like, like that, I mean, that was really helped elevate this because this match felt like a big deal. I mean, they, they sold it out like super fast. Like they already had sold it out, I think, in like June. Yeah, it was like a few days. It was just, yeah. Uh, and that match itself was, I don't know, sublime. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it's like, yeah. look what they did. And they did, first of all, it didn't feel like it was a 34-minute match. I remember the 10-minute call being like, holy shit. Yeah, no, they were, they they really went hard in this match. Like, I actually went five stars on this. I, I need to debate with myself if if I put this ahead of Okabayashi and Aoki, but I, yeah, I, I, I need to like debate that because, and then, and also this isn't over as well, right? Like the the whole structure of the match made it very clear that this isn't over and like that they actually use this as well to like set up a bunch of stuff for like other matches that they're going to have down the line. Mm -hmm. Like just, yeah, I like, because I was like thinking about it. I was like, yeah, no, this is amazing. This is really good. But like, would I go five stars on it yet? And then when uh, Nakajima kind of like broke out of the uh, shutdown uh, before uh, before Kento could hit it, and then he like knocked him. Ba- he basically knocked him out with the uh, uh, with the uh, with the slap mm-hmm. to call back to like the press conference, and then just just gave him the vertical spike just to like for like to make it more definitive essentially, yeah. and then just pinned him. Like I thought that was like a really good finish too. Like just oh, top yeah. to bottom, just amazing structure for everything, and I also like that. Like it, like it felt like, I mean, sometimes like going back and forth can be a bit of a risky proposition. But I also felt like either man felt really dominant in their control period. Mm-hmm. Like they just really just like laid it in like really really harshly. Like because obviously we know now that all of this is happening that they probably like buried whatever there was right. Right. Like that. Like all of that, like, or at least most of like the stuff has been smoothed over now. But I feel like they still kind of managed to like tap into whatever like residual frustrations they still are. And we're like, okay, we're just going to take this out on each other in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you know, actually, one of my first re- uh, reactions to this is like, oh, I think they, 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 they were holding back and they got something even better in them. Oh, no, that, that's the other thing. When like I went five on this already and then I, I was thinking, it's like, Okay, and I almost like went back down because I was like, well, 
I feel like they can have an even better match than that, which is scary. But I was like, no, this was still a five star match. And but yeah, it, it is scary to think that the next match very likely is going to be even better than this one. Well, I, I thought they left a few things on the table uh, because, well, I mean, they did the prison lock. Mm-hmm. I actually saw they didn't do a headbutt. <laughs> no, it's funny because I saw like. Someone on uh, I was reading Cage Match reviews and someone complained about the leg work. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Always um, can. It's, it's just it's just the universal complaint when you don't have anything. But I mean, it was just there to set up the prison lock to do the yeah. Masa Saito spot, and then Kento did the lariat. There's still like a Northern Lights bomb spot that I'm sure they're gonna do. Yeah. And I feel like I think what they might actually also do with like the prison lock spot, they might also do like a headbutt spot on that to call back to like Masa Kitamiya doing that as well. Yeah. Because it was halfway expecting that because they were doing all kinds of actually what I could see happening as well is like, I don't know, like next time Kats- like Nakajima has the prison lock in, like Kento just like does like a knockout slap or something like that to him. Yeah. Uh um... no, I mean that that like I said, that's the scary thing with this. Like there's so much stuff set up here that like we're gonna see like in future matches. There's gonna be a kick out of the shutdown, I think. Yeah. And probably they, they didn't really do a whole lot of kickouts. Like they because I don't think they even like either of them even really went for a pinfall until like 20 minutes in. Yeah. And um a Kanto kicking out of the vertical spike or a diamond bomb. I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen like uh not that they get involved directly in a match, but like we haven't even like heard from like what like Kensuke Sasaki or Akira Hokuto think about the whole no. thing. Yeah, maybe like, they won't. You know, know, it's weird. You know, because it's like all based on stuff that happened in their dojo. Yeah, with and, and it involves their like de facto adopted son. Mm-hmm. So like it's weird that they ha- like like the fact that they have never been asked about it leads me to believe that they're kind of like saving that for like wherever they're going to do this next because they're obviously going to run this back in a bigger building because they're like like now more than ever because they just basically sold it out they basically sold out Kurokan instantly which no one has done in a while like this was the biggest Kurokan number this year and I think it's the biggest Kurokan number since like basically since like like January 2020 or whenever like uh, capacity restrictions came into place right so yeah, like they're gonna run this back in like a bigger building, like a sumo hollow. I don't know where, like Yoyogi. That's what I'm thinking. Like, like, yeah, because like they, I think they're gonna run it back in an all Japan ring. So yeah, so I, they're probably saving it for something like that to just really like maximize the business here. But I, I don't like like I think really the thing like that we take away from this is it's just a massive W for both promotions. Absolutely. Were you surprised that Nakajima won? A little bit. I mean, to me, really, either result made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get, I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense if Nakajima wins. So you have like a re- because Kento is really the one that has to gripe, right? Like Nakajima yeah. isn't the one that has a gripe here, because Nakajima is just like, I don't know. I just trained you. I don't know what your problem is. Whereas Kento is like, no, 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 you motherfucker, you put me through hell, uh, and I'm gonna make you pay. And so I feel I feel like Nakajima winning the first match makes a lot of sense because then Kento has even more of a reason to be frustrated and like trying to come after like Nakajima. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're gonna get Kento and Yuma versus Axes? Yeah, I think I feel like Axes might be winning the the tag titles. I think it's very possible. Is that a step backwards? 
getting more outsiders with these titles or do you think this that, particular that is story actually, might mitigate it? That is the one thing where I'm like kind of, because the story is, so actually that is actually a point I wanted to make when we were talking about the Hayata Atsuki match, where I think Atsuki is winning that belt. And I feel I like think he is. we might be getting a reverse of what was happening previously, where like now all Japan is coming back and winning Noah titles. Like they're now going on a counter offensive. Mm-hmm. So an Axe is winning the tag titles would be counter to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is also another option that you could go for here. Right. Kento wins the JHC title and then Nakajima wins it off of him. Yeah. And like the third match or whatever. Yep, that's very possible too. Because you could, because again, it it would just be the funniest thing if Kento beats Jake. Well, for the JHC title, I don't think that's gonna happen. But I, I there's still unfinished things you could do with Kento and Go too. Yeah, because they never really paid that one off. Or Kento and uh, Keno. Yep. Mm-hmm. I actually no, want I mean, to see a, my yeah, top. So much interesting stuff here that could yeah, happen. You know what my top Keno matches? It's actually what? against Suwama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the <laughs> singles match between them. <laughs> uh, so and also Suwam. Every time Suwama single uh, challenges for like a singles title, it's like the same thing as it was with like Triple H ten years ago, where you just like have that kind of like dread where it's like, oh no, is he gonna like book himself to win the title again? Yep. Oh, we could talk about more about that later, but I, you know, we'll see. <laughs> um. So, I mean, this was an incredible atmosphere. Yes. And one of the best matches of the year. I was happy to see the sheer amount of attention um, that it got. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a very, like, this is how you have a 34-minute match, I guess. Yes. I mean, and... it was the best. I mean, it, I mean, not just, I mean, obviously, it was one of the best matches of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was easily the best match of the day. Because this was happening at the same time as, oh, not kind of, well, this match, the show was already over. But basically, it was also day one of the G1 in mm-hmm. New Japan. And this match was just obviously like way better than anything on that show. Although that show had good matches as well. Well, so I'll ask you. I have not seen today's show, but what do you think of Kaido's performance against Yoda Suji? I thought that match was really good. I thought so I thought, too. yeah, that was like, I think I went like four and a quarter or something like that on it. Like it, it was a really strong performance. I, I was surprised. I was actually surprised Kaito was winning. That Kaito won. Mm-hmm. Like I actually, I actually fully expected him to like lose that match and then basically do like a comeback story to like advance. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's not the story that they're doing with him. So right, yeah, I'm 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 curious, like like what happens because like he is like two and zero oh now as well. Yes, he beat, Chase, he beat Chase Owens. Well, I mean, he beat yeah. So now he, if any of his losses won't be to anyone embarrassing, and he's already yeah. pinned. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah, he's already pinned one of the big young stars because he still has yeah. to face um, Narita. Yeah, who I think who are all who are all like who are also all like uh, countering each other out by like just going to draws with each other all the time. I mean, I think he beats Narita. Mm-hmm. I think he might lose to Umino. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like my predictions has already been done. Like, I feel like, I mean, I, I still think Kaito advances, but I feel like yeah, it's probably going to be Sonata and Kaito now that are going to go through. Yes, I would assume so. Um, he Who else? Uh, so Narita, and he's beaten uh, Chase and Yodosuji. Yeah. Yeah. Does he beat Sonata? Uh, I mean, that was always the one that people were like speculating that he's beating Sonata to set up a title match. Yeah. But... 
I don't know. Like, I feel like if he's beating Suji, he beat Owens. Like, if he also beats Sonata and then he beats Narita, like, he's basically already through at that point. Like, yeah, I don't know. If <laughs> like, he, he only has, like, yeah, I don't know. I think he's going through, so. Yeah, I, I do think he's going through, but I think he's still going through as, like, second in the block, not, not first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess that also depends, like, what happens in the B block, because, again, it's it's because I think basically the only way this works out where they can meet each other in the semifinals is if they both finish in the same position in their block. So Okada right. would have to be second in this block if Kaito finishes second for them to meet in the semifinals. And if Okada finishes first, then Kaito also needs to finish first mm-hmm. for them to uh, to like face off in the semis. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. And so... Um... That is that. I mean, obviously, if you haven't seen this match, you need to go out of your way and see it. Yes. No, absolutely. Like, actually, if I was Noah, I would probably, like, put this up on YouTube or something to, like, get even more, like, visibility on it. Yes. Not a bad idea at all. Um, And then, so, we have on the 20th at Shinjuku Face, uh, another Sunny Void show. Um, of note... Taishi Ozawa versus Yu Owada is the opener, and I would assume that will be Ozawa's first ever victory. Oh, yeah, that's true. I hadn't actually thought of that. Uh, the the undercard is not much to uh, write home about. I mean, there's Ada versus Leona. <laughs> that is a literal, whatever you're doing here, what what, what is this? <laughs> yeah. But the main event is Hayata versus Atsuki Aoyagi for the GAC Junior Heavyweight Championship. The most I've been excited about a Hayata match in ever. <laughs> I mean, I this will be a real test of uh, Atsuki's ability, I think. But the other question is, do you think Noah would actually put a title on a 23-year-old? Yes, I think he's winning. And I think he's yes. going to drop it to Junta. Uh, because maybe. wouldn't anything less feel... What was the point of this from Noah's perspective? Well... Okay, but how? Okay, uh, I have a counter proposal to you. My counter proposal is Hayata wins, lol. Not this match, but he just, Atsuki has like a run for like two defenses and then drops it back to Hayata. I mean, that's also very possible. <laughs> but if you're putting your title on the outsider, I think you want to leverage like someone coming and vanquishing them to get yeah. the rub. I mean, I could also see it being Ata. Yeah. That's possible. Clearly doing something here. Like, I, I think Ata might be a possibility. But actually, something else I thought about. Um, how old was Kaito when he won the GHC heavyweight title? 24, 25, I think. Wait. Because I'm trying to think, would that make Atsuki the youngest ever champion in Noah? Because I'm trying to think who else would have been like 23 when they won the title, 23 and under. He was born in 1996, and what he won in 2018, he was 22. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, because he was he was really young. Like he was really really young. Yeah. So he was. So he is the. So he is still like the youngest yeah. ever champion in Noah. Then. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, like if you just look at his kayfabe accomplishments, they're like insane. <laughs> yes, it is. Um. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, I'm going with Atsuki. Yes, it, we'll it really that. will be a test of like Atsuki's ability to carry someone. Uh, also, I'm I'm I mean I'm assuming he's getting a defense or two, and I would hope yeah. we get like, I hope it's like Yoshioka and like Alejandro. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, because like to know what that's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's some like throwaway defenses against guys we don't really care or about. Or Yohei. Like, Actually, yeah, you know I, what? Yeah. I'd take anyone as long as it's. Yeah, I'm trying to think who. Um, yeah. I mean, my ideal one would be a Maxa. Yeah. I mean, a, a Maxa and Ogawa. A Maxa and Ogawa. <laughs> I mean, I could but see I a, Ma- a Maxa like beating him for it too. Actually, I should. Yeah. Maybe I just I think, think there's there's yeah. they left they've left stuff on the table with him as like a yeah. top as the top guy in the junior and division. Just to go back to Hayata yet again for like I don't know because I feel like Hayata is moving over to like chase the junior tag titles after this again. Right. So yeah, um, I don't know. I hope he get Atsuki getting you know just two defenses is good. Or yeah, he he could go as long as I would say probably like. One to two defenses, max, he drops it at Budokan. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Apropos Budokan, I just need to bring this up real quick. Uh, they announced where the New Year's show is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, New Year's show is going to be in the Ariaki Arena. Oh, January 1st is Ariaki? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Didn't I thought they already announced it in Budokan? No, they uh, they announced that at on the show that like uh, January. F- oh, it's actually not even on January first. It's January second, unless they're running January first and January second in big buildings. But that would be really ballsy, even by their standards. Um, let me just for some reason. Okay, let's see here, real quick. Oh yeah, you're right. No, the new yeah. year, January second, Ariaki. Yeah. So sad for me, and <laughs> Noah robs me of going to Budokan. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. But that allows you to attend the 01 January 1st show. Yeah, or I could go to the 7 a.m. January 1st YMZ show, <laughs> which where you need to pick if you wake up early to go to that one, or if you I would assume most of the people that go to that show just stay up. <laughs> yeah. Um the walk of shame to the YMZ show. Hey, I'm I'm gonna bring my YMZ towel. Just to be safe. Um, that's interesting. Okay, and that's it, it doesn't have a start time listed, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So, uh, there's some cards that were announced before the N1 starts on August 6th. There's really nothing. No. On these, um, there's like Goshiyazaki and Hiroki versus Nakajima and Katoge, and there's Jake Lee and Jack Morris versus Axis. Mm-hmm. That that I mean, actually should be that that actually should be a lot of fun. But those are the only matches that like even remotely, um, you know, seem like interesting. Yeah, no, th- this is just yeah, just completely, just kind of biding a time until the N one. Bitch, fair enough. We have the N one cards, and real quick, the opening night at Yokohama Budokan doesn't have anything like any money matches. Yeah, that is such a in. Such a weird... Keno versus Adam Brooks. Jake Lee versus Timothy Thatcher. I'm kind of curious to see that. Nakajima versus Soya. Lance Anawai versus Yuma Anzai. That Uh, will be interesting for like different reasons, but I'm really curious. Yeah, I I can't even imagine what that match is going to look like. Wagner versus Daiki Inaba could be very good. Mm -hmm. And Go Shiozaki versus Saxon Huxley. Yeah, like what what, what is even the main event? And Jack Morris versus Inamura. That might be my most like, you know... The match yeah. I'm looking forward to the most. Um, I mean, if these actually are like the interesting thing is if these are actually like the match orders, then Inamura actually gets pretty high up on the card relatively frequently. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if they are, but we'll see. Well, because like I have this listed here. It's like, well, technically this one Corican show's main event would be Jack Moore versus Stature, even though you've got Kendo, Kendo versus Yuki Yoshioka, oh, yeah. Kitamiya versus Inamura also. Like those could be other main events. Yeah, that's or even Shiozaki versus Wagner on that show. Yeah, it does feel a lot more like main events than that. Yeah. Yeah. But let's fast forward to August 20th at Chatteray's Gateau. Uh, sounds very French. Uh, Kingdom Sapporo. We've got Shiozaki versus Naba. Mm-hmm. Manabu Soya versus Lance Anoai. Hio did Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Yuma Anzai. That's oh. really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong day. The last day is the 27th. That The last block day is the 27th. That called yeah. Kawasaki. My mistake. So it's go versus... But just, just real quick to, to, to that other one, uh, which has like Jack Lee versus... Uh, yeah, Jake Lee versus Jack Morris. Uh, like, for example, that is... Pro- like, that is something that leads me to believe that the order they have on there isn't the actual match order mm-hmm. because it's in Sapporo. So they're obviously going to main event with Jake. Oh, right. Yes. That is very true. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so we've got Go versus Nakajima, which has got to be the block decider for block B, right? Yeah, absolutely. There'll be other people in the play, in play, like, say, Wagner versus Soya. That could be a Soya yeah, spoiler. Yeah, exactly. Soya spoils Wagner there and then maybe sets up another title match or something. Inabi versus, Inaba versus Inouye. That's going to be meaningless. Yeah. Saxon Huxley versus Yuma Anzai. I think this is Anzai getting a win to have well, like, at the end of the tournament. A nice win at the end of the tournament, but I don't think he's going to be in contention. No. Uh, we've got Jake Lee versus Keno, which I assume is the other block decider. Yeah. Jack Morris versus Adam Brooks. Again, it could be a spoiler for Morris. Morris, Morris could yeah. get spoiled here. Kitamiya versus Thatcher. Maybe. I don't know. And I mean, Ina- that could be either of them like being the spoiler here, really. Yeah. Uh, and Inamur versus Yoshioka. That actually should be. I'm actually really curious about because that could be a really good match. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, not a bad last night, but I think I think the scenario is pretty obvious. Yes, yes, no, it's it's pretty clear that Block B comes down to Shiozaki versus Nakajima, and Block A comes down to Jake versus Kano. Not that that's a bad thing, and the I mean, some of the other matches are obviously like going to have like people that are going to get spoiled, um, mm-hmm. but it you know it remains to be. Um, it means to mean seeing which ones. So uh, we're going to move on to All Japan next, but first, just a word from our sponsor. Sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity, and I want to connect you all with an opportunity to get started and get ahead. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the most simple way to maximize your profits, and there has never been a better time to sign up. When you visit our page, betstamp.app slash V-O-W, that's B-E-T, S-T-A-M-P dot A-P-P slash V-O-W. You'll be connected to all the sports books in your region along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sports books have valuable sign-up offers for new users. And when you register through our link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sports books, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support uh, the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network, please consider signing up for your next, next sports book at betstamp.app slash V-O-W. That's B-E-T-S-T-A-M-P dot A-P-P slash V-O-W. 
in the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like You know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever, but if you're really in this game to, to find value and find particular cards... It sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying... Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash VOW net. Arenaclub.com slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. And so we move on to All Japan Pro Wrestling, where there's been a few things going on. We talked at the beginning of the show about the Kento Press Conference that got us all. <laughs> Uh, incredibly apprehensive for a few hours there. That had that had some real like your parents sitting you down and being like, "Son, we have something serious to talk about," and you expect your parents get divorced, but instead it's them telling you it's actually we're gonna get you a puppy. Uh, it's not even it's oh it's it's not even that like I'm t- thinking about like oh um because a puppy is not as big as whatever Kento is doing. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean a puppy is bigger deal than whatever kento is doing i should say is what I yeah. Mean. yeah yeah true yeah it's it, yeah it's it's literally like yeah your parents sit down and be like okay so we have something very serious for you to talk about and then it turns out oh, well actually we're just gonna go to mcdonald's <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly uh yeah uh so that's it so we start with uh from uh july 7th evolution 5 new launch genesis from Yokohama Radiant Hall for in front of 360 fans, which is a super no vacancy full house, which is sort of impressive given like some of the dire numbers that Noah 
sometimes draws there. And like, yeah. I don't think this show had that much other than like sort of the official evolution reunion. No, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it was just kind of there. Oh, before we start, best wishes to the Seto brothers who will not be on the July tour. I believe their father is ill. Uh, so they went back to the States and that's why they're not yeah, going to be around. So hopefully uh, all is good for them. Uh, they were on this show and then they weren't on anything uh, after that. Um, so we start off with Aski Aoyagi and Rising Hayato defeating Yoshitatsu and Black Mensa Ray in 723 with the Sid Vicious from Hayato on Mensa Ray. Perfectly solid opener. Um, then we had Shuji Ishikawa and Yuma Anzai. This was both return build as the return match, as an exhibition match, because Yuma Anzai miraculously healed his torn oh, yeah. tricep in like a week and a half. And Shuji, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up like, with that. That that's such a like, I don't know what. <laughs> such a weird word. Wasn't it like a cervical back thing? <laughs> they listened yeah. for Ishikawa, and he's back. Yeah. Uh, so they went to a ten minute uh, uh, draw, which was. Nice solid action. I don't think it was as good as their match from last December, but that was more like Ishikawa beating the shit out of Anzai. <laughs> Whereas this was a lot more competitive. Uh and then we have Evolution Women's versus Seki Gun from Oz Academy. Mayumi Ozaki, Maya Yukihi, and Kakaru defeated Zones, Chichi, and Sunny in 1350. Uh, when Yuki he used the whiteout on Chichi. I have to say, I thought this was much better than that tag match from the Oda Ward show uh, evolution was a lot more competitive here. And I thought they uh, did a pretty good again. This is like, I can't don't have the exact number, but this is like their fifth or sixth match. You yeah, know, I mean, these women. there's we're only so like, much you can expect. We're still sub 10, 10 matches from these women. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was better than that one on Oda Ward gym show. I mean, but it's the same formula. Like Saki gun beat the crap out of them for, ages ozaki hits them all with chain but they got more of a comeback on this one i mean really like it still isn't complete because there's no police yes well i'm sure maybe if they do show up in oz academy then there will be police <laughs> i could see i could see them building to like teasing a victory and then police interferes yeah because it's I not mean, like it's kind of the most important part of the whole act <laughs> well if you're going to do the oz academy act yeah yeah um and then next up uh, Hokuto Amori and Naruki Doi defeated Fuminori Abe and Ryo Inoue in 1136 with a running elbow from Omori on Inoue. They're really building up this Hokuto elbow. I thought this match was very solid. I mean, this wasn't even like the most they've built up that elbow because we'll, we'll get to that later because yeah. uh, they have really, like, if we're saying they're building, really building up that elbow, they are really building up that uh, elbow. Yes. Um, and then. Uh, Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi defeated Yuji Nagata and Ryuki Honda in 1743 when Aoyagi pinned Honda with the Fool. I thought this was very good, of course. How could it not be? Although I have to say, I thought maybe Honda was in line for a title shot against Yuma, and I don't feel like that's happening. And Honda's sort of spinning his wheels right now, and I thought they had plans for him, and I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, that's really been the problem with him. Right over like the entire year, or like not I mean not even like the entire year, but like for like a bit now, but like it just seems to be just constant like start and stop with him. Mm -hmm. Like it's just they push him for a bit and then they just stop, and he's but like whenever they stop pushing him, he just immediately becomes like the fall guy. It's not even that he just gets like a little bit shuffled down down the card; he just immediately gets dropped to the bottom of the card. 
Yeah. I mean, not like in terms of like actual card positioning, but like in terms of he's always the fall guy. Yeah. But I don't uh, know if like a guy of his like size, I would make like the fall guy. I have to say though, he's still only 23. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Obviously there's, 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 there's a lot of time left here. Like this isn't really comparable to like Inamura. Like, he's already <laughs> has more accomplishments in Inamura. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's just a bit frustrating, but I'm sure like eventually they like get a bit more consistent in pushing him. Yeah. And then uh, Evolution versus Voodoo Murders. Suwama Hikarasato and Dan Tamara defeated Jun Saito, Rei Saito, and Toshizo in 2024 via referee stop. Suwama uh, got Toshizo in the uh, Manriki sleeper. Um, I mean, it was fine for a Voodoo Murders match, like for a Voodoo Murders six-man, maybe a little on the long side, but certainly not as offensive as you might think for a voodoo murder six man i don't know and after the match they all hugged uh, evolution all hugged and everything yeah i yeah. actually kind of expected dan to turn but i guess based on what they like did on the next show i guess it makes sense that that didn't happen no because we move on to the summer action series at shinkiba first ring in front of 324 fans super no vacancy full house i mean mm. these are not big venues but that's good for all japan yeah first up takawa mori defeated Koki Iwasaki in eight minutes and 22 seconds. The Axe Bomber, very solid opener. I like Iwasaki. I think he would be a good guy just to have around in the mid card, you know, a heavyweight that can add some depth. Yeah. Um, and then All Japan versus Voodoo Murders. Uh, Yuma Anzai and Rio Inoue defeated Kono and Toshizo in 10 03 uh, when <laughs> Inoue used a Savat kick on Toshizo. Uh... <laughs> Where I mean, where where did he hit him with the savat kick? It actually says it right there in the groin. No, in oh. the face. <laughs> the face. And that's what the oh that that would uh, gesht gesicht gesicht. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, this was okay. I mean, at least the young guys won. I guess. But yeah. No, no, no. I think it's perfectly fine. Kono is just a big lug. Yeah. No. I mean, Toshizo is still fine, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, Toshizo would be better if he wasn't in the heel game. Yes. No, absolutely. He just, yeah. I mean, the whole voodoo murderers thing just feels really weird right now, especially if the Saitos aren't around. They're just kind of like actually completely useless. And the next up, Satoshi Kojima in uh, Aigo Blanc defeated Yoshitatsu and Black Mensore in nine minutes and 50 seconds with the Desert Eagle from Blanc on Mensore. Okay. So this is my first time seeing. Igle Blanc. Uh, I mean, he's obviously got skill, but like he's one of those guys that has to do like extra spins just during a drop toe hold. Yes. He is still very much in that young, agile wrestler phase where he just has a tendency to just do too much shit, basically, just to show off that he can. Right. Right. Like in in the most inane moves, like a drop toe hold. Like, you know, it's fine. Like he did like a moonsault to the outside and stuff like that. You know, that's cool. And I mean, he is also Parisian. So, like, this also seems like very much the way a guy from Paris would wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> With like extra, like, pomp and. Yeah. Um, that's funny. But uh, I mean, I thought he looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in and he's in an interesting place where he's like kind of tall, but like incredibly skinny. Yeah. And he's also at that perfect age as well because he's 24. Yeah. So, like, like, I think if he like starts eating Chanko now, 
I think that's going to help him like fill out that frame. Yeah. Because I think he could be a credible heavyweight as well. And then he can like learn to like use his, use his athleticism like a bit more as well for like stuff other than just like needless flips. Yeah. So I think like he, he really is like a guy that I think will really like benefit from doing this. Uh, he's I also, feel... he's been wrestling for a while, actually. Like he's actually been wrestling since he was a teenager. Okay. So what's it? Oh yeah. He's, it says here at K- on cage match, he's been wrestling since 2013. Yeah. These year, there's a lot of like young Europeans that start really young. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Francesco yeah, Akira started really young too. He yeah. was like, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, it's interesting that it's, there's so many like Europeans coming over now. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Big Japan is booking a boatload of Europeans all of a sudden. Well, uh, on the 17th, he worked a Dove Pro show with Tristan Archer. Yeah. Do you know who both French? Do you know who who he worked against on that Dove Pro show? Was it Brother Yashi? It and... was Brother Yashi. I mean, it's a Dove Pro. Was it Brother Yashi and Ray Paloma? <laughs> well, it was a singles match. Oh, okay. okay. Ah, so okay, okay. Yashi defeated him in 930, and then Tristan Archer defeated Kaida Yano. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a Dove Pro show. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Kaisuke Okuda was in the main event. Oh, God. Is that that is such a like I don't know that is such a wait is that his first match since he got released from Dragon Gate oh no yes actually has been a no he's match. he's a regular Dove Pro guy now yeah this is third Dove Pro show since May I mean that is kind of the like I mean it's because I was about to say that's like where like cast of Dragon Gate guys go but there's so many different places for them to go <laughs> yeah it's not it's not in the lowest place they can go let's put it that way no. That's secret base. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, so I, I would assume that he might work some other, or Blanc might be working some other indies uh, too mm-hmm. while he's here. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a good idea for him to just like, yeah, really spread his wings and just work a lot of like different people, a lot of different styles, because that's how you learn. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, although I don't know how much you're going to learn from Brother Yashi. In, yeah, maybe not from Brother joint. Yashi. I mean, he's French. He probably already knows this. Um, and then next up, we had Hikaru Sato and Hideki Suzuki versus Ryuki Honda and Kohei Sato. Went 10 minutes when uh, Suzuki defeated, uh, pinned Honda with a d- uh, double arm suplex. Uh, nice to see Hideki in all Japan, in all mm-hmm. honesty. Uh, I thought uh, it was nice to see Honda on the mat. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. And Sato was just there. <laughs> Yes, I, I think I remember like one thing he did. Yeah. And that's about it. But again, you know, Honda's the fall guy, but I guess he sort of had to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't I mean, I get kind of because he's friends with the one of the bookers, but like, I don't know. He could, probably could have like have Sato drop the fall here. But well, you know, I don't know. Hideki and Hikaru are a top tag team in Tenru Project, Paul. So. Yes. No, I mean, I do like them. I actually, I actually yeah. think they should stick around as a tag team. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, especially if like because Hideki isn't because like with Hideki not in the N one, like it's not it's not like oh, he has right. anything He's to not do with Noah. I keep forgetting. Yeah, like with him not being there, it's not like he has anything to do with Noah over like the next if, like month could, and a half. Could Hideki be in the Royal Road? Ooh, that actually would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Although I it's mean, always weird when he shaves like here. Like I, I always like don't recognize him. <laughs> yeah, and his like perm. Yeah. Uh I uh so I yeah I totally forgot about this um 
I would assume we're going to get the World Road participants this weekend, finally. I thought we would mm-hmm. have them by now. And, uh, like, do you, what do you think of, like, Hideki or Segura or someone like that? Yeah, because, I mean, like, who else are you going to... Like, it has to be someone that isn't Indian one, obviously. There's not... Right, and it's got to probably be an older guy. Yeah. Oh, but watch it be Taniguchi. <laughs> not that I'm complaining, but... I mean, I, I like Taniguchi, but that would be, like, the most disappointing outcome, really. Out of, yeah. like, the possibilities. Right, because Soya's in the N1. Soya's in the N1, that can't be him. So, yeah, but, I mean, I could definitely see, like, a Segura, Suzuki. I mean, Suzuki really makes sense, because he was already on the show, right? So he has worked... Uh... Before, uh, the promotion before actually just for quick before we get in the announcements of the n1 participants i actually thought of someone else that might be winning the n1 and getting a title shot so mm. that you could run on a big show and you don't need to give away really one of your own big matches what uh minora suzuki oh in or for the royal road you mean yeah for the royal road and then getting a title shot at yoyogi if you want oh, like I, a I agree biggish opponent for uh, uh for yuma yeah, but the question is, like, could you just, like, I feel like Kento versus Suzuki also, that's been teased more. Yeah. But, yes, Minoru Suzuki winning the Royal Road is, I think, possible. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Because it's only, like, it's only a four-show tournament. I think it's going to be 16 guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, well, we move on to the All Japan World Tag Team's title skirmish. Minoru Suzuki, Hokuto Omori, uh, Naruki Doi and Naoki Tanizaki defeated Kento Miyahara, Suji Ishikawa, Rising Hayato, and Renayabe in 13 minutes and 50 seconds when Omori used that skewered jumping elbow on Miyahara. And Paul, this finish was spoiled, but I didn't know when it was coming, and I was sort of mm-hmm. still surprised, and the crowd lost it. Yes, I, I did as well. Like I watched it on I watched it live and when I when I when I saw him for the jumping elbow, I was like, oh, and but I was like, I mean, it's Miyahara. And then he counted free, and I I legitimately went, whoa. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. I I was like same as the crowd. Like I had the exact same reaction. I was like, I couldn't believe what I just saw. I was like, okay, that that is a massive win for Omori. Okay, awesome for sure. Yeah, like I, I like I don't think you can really get like, like like I said, they are building this thing up like huge. Yeah, and I think is, it really benefits Omori, right? Because he yeah. has never really had like what was really his. Like he always had like the personality and the swag and all of that. That was always his like advantage, yeah. but he never had really like this thing he could build a match around. And now he has that with the elbow. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, this is certainly as of like in January of this year or December of last year, especially. I would have never expected Omori in this spot. No. After which he is, went like winless in the junior tournament, which is good. Yeah, uh, I obviously they got to do it, and they they are serious about pushing these guys. I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't think he's a triple crown champion. If I'm being completely honest, no. But I think he's like a guy you can keep around in like your upper mid card, and you can oh, have a challenge. He's going to be a world tag yeah. team champion. Yes. No. I I do fully expect him to win that one, and I could also see him win like a. Real world tag league, or maybe even at some point down the line, like in a few years, win like a Royal Road and like yeah, and another Triple Crown challenge out of it. Yeah, for sure. So I think he's definitely at that level. Maybe not higher than that, but yeah. Uh, the match was good too. Yeah, and like no, I the said, match was really good. And and like watching it was like why I thought, oh, maybe you want to just say if you're gonna have Suzuki do a mm-hmm. job, maybe save that uh, Kento versus Suzuki. Yeah, I don't know. 
I was I was fully expecting Ayabe to take like the fall here. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and then it was Kento Miyahara. I mean, with all of this, what they've been doing with the elbow and all of that, at Honda seemingly being fine, do you think this was just a really weird work? Yeah, it's that they did awesome. with him. Like it just feels more and more like that was just I don't know. Like it came across so weird. But yeah. the more things have been going on, it feels like that was actually a work. Oh, for sure. Because they wouldn't, like, if this wasn't the plan, if this was all just, like, it just came out of him accidentally knocking out mm-hmm. Honda, I don't think they would take it as far as having him beat Miyahara. No. Like, that seems like it was, like, deliberate that from the beginning, like, they were going to build this up, like, absolute killer, and then, uh, yeah, build the Triple Crown match around it, basically. Which that triple crown match now is a lot more interesting because again, before and it was like, well, yeah, Omori has like no chance of winning. But now mm-hmm. at the very least, you have like the thing where you can tease it with the elbow because it has been like such a killer move. Yeah. Where like every time he like goes for it, the crowd is going to be like, oh, is he actually going to win? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, it's pretty good building up for the for a guy who was in like his position. Yeah. For a guy that like we were like speculating six months ago if he was leaving, <laughs> yeah. And then in the main event for the Tenru Project United National Tag Team Championship, Suwama and Dan Tamara defeated Yuma Aoyagi and Aski Aoyagi in 2031 with the last ride from Suwama on Yuma. For the they just defended those titles like a couple days before, yeah, and yeah. um. <laughs> Was this and, even announced in advance for the show? Because I kind of like I it was. It was. It was going to be the. Win- it could have been like Hikaru. So basically, the 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 losers of that match were going to face um, Ryuki Honda and um, who did Kohei Sato replace? Uh, was it one of the Saitos? No, um, I can't remember. Oh, uh, no, he was replacing Hanabata. Oh yeah. Which seems like a strange replacement for Hanabata. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably guess... Probably uh, took the fall there as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Shuji, Shuji probably made like a phone call to his buddy at the last minute. Um, so, um, yeah. I mean, I thought... This started off a little slow, but I thought it got real good towards the end. I thought they got put over strong. And obviously, I mean, I think Suwam is in play. For the Royal Road. Road. Yep. Especially because they got to win directly over Yuma. Yep. I mean... I think that was notable. Yoyogi, Yuma versus Suwama, and Kento versus Nakajima in September. Yeah, that with that one, you can easily like sell... Got like a lot of tickets for that show, yeah. I mean, I, I mean you kind of sort of got to give Suwama a token title defense and just have Yuma beat him, right? Yeah. At some point anyway. Unless Suwama just wins. <laughs> that, that's always the thing where like I'm scared whenever Suwama is in a triple crown match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that also... would just be the that would just be the dumbest possible thing. But we yeah. said that exact same thing exactly a year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't I kinda think uh actually Atsuki losing these title Asuki losing this title sort of uh improves his uh GHC title junior title chances too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want to like have some guy bogged down with multiple titles in promotions he's not part of. Yeah. Well, I mean, no one's really a part of Tenru Project. But, mm, yeah, exactly. But still, I mean, it's the it, politics yeah. of it all. Exactly. Like, right? I think it's Be- easier to just have Subama and Dan there. And because, okay, so, you know, the UN titles are on 
the Aoyagi brothers, and they both, you know, Yuma's the triple crown, and Atsuki is Yuma like, has like all of the titles, <laughs> and and Atsuki is the GHC junior title. You can't get those UN titles off of them. No, like in like that might also be why they did this title change in all Japan. Yeah, and not Tenru Project because they were like, well, we're not gonna have our triple crown champion take a fall at Tenru Project. No. And uh, but they'd probably offer up Dan to take a fall in Tenryu Project. Yes, no, that's what I mean exactly. <laughs> Dan being there is just like it's completely irrelevant what happens to Suwama. Whenever you want them to like drop the titles, Dan can just take the fall. Well, I think Suwama and Dan sort of represent the spirit of Tenryu Project. Actually, they are yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know. Yes, no, 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 very much so. Like, and but I think it was just like... weird that it that they did this whole tournament. Yeah. Because they basically just held them for like a month, right? Defended them once, two days before dropping the titles. Yeah. Well, they they got a, they got a tenor project got a defense show out of it. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, and I think, well, also Dan's not turning on Suwama anytime soon. No, I've, I mean, unless it's literally like the way they lose it. That actually would be cool if that's the way they lose the title. It's very possible. Uh, but. And again, also what you might have is Hideki and Sato might end up just winning those titles like in a couple of months from these guys too. Yeah. Because yeah. that would be I mean, clinically acceptable. Yes, I think that would make a ton of sense as well. Yeah. But I, I'm actually thinking like when I'm in Japan, I don't know if that's going to work out time-wise, but if I can make that work, I might like try and go to like a Tenru Project show. Oh, I would, I would absolutely go to a Tenru Project show. Like just looking at the way their shows were like happening last year, I don't think... That will happen because they had a show on the 9th in Shinkiba, the 9th of Jan- uh, January. Mm-hmm. And I'm already going to be out of Tokyo by then. Mm. And then the other show was on the 27th of December and I'm flying out on the 28th. So mm-hmm. that won't work. At- oh, wait, no, that's 2021. Wait, what's 2023? Okay, and for 2023, it's even worse. <laughs> they had a show on the 11th of December and on the 20th of January. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, it seems like they don't really have consistency in terms of like when they book these shows. So maybe there's a chance. Yeah. And then, um, so All Japan's got those two shows this weekend. We talked about those. I mean, obviously, it's kind of obvious who's going to win Yuma's beating Hokuto in the Triple Crown match. Also, just announced on that. Sh- oh, no, that was, I think this was a new announcement. Kojima, Lindemann, and Sawan Watanabe versus Kento Miyahara, Ryo Inoue, and Rising Hayato. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, now the Osaka show is a lot more interesting in terms of what's going on here um, because you've got Yuma Anzai versus Suwama. Yeah. Who do you think wins they're, that? They're, they're, that's an actually interesting one, right? They could play that uh, back as the Royal Road Finals. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not in the Royal be, Road. Yeah. He's not in the Royal Road. Oh, yeah, no, he can't be. He's in the N1, yeah. yeah. But do you also want him to like drop a fall when he's like in the N1? Well, it's before. Probably don't. Yeah, but again, you don't yeah. want him to like go with a loss into that tournament, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I feel like that one might be like a time limit draw, like or something like that. Yeah, we'll see where its placement in the card is. I don't because you could there. also like basically start off the whole like road towards them becoming a tag team there. Yeah. And then I can't even believe I'm gonna talk about this, but all Asia tag team title, tornado bunkhouse, current explosion death match. Mm-hmm. Onida and Yoshitatsu, and I I have to remind you, Onida is wrestling with a broken wrist. <laughs> Versus Hikaru Sato and, and Dan. And like Dan still Dan. some like stitches from like his... Aorta. Yeah, yeah, it's Aorta. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, this will also be their fifth defense. 
I think it's time to end this. Yeah. I've enjoyed and, it a lot more than I thought I would, the whole title reign, but right. I feel like it's run. It's not as bad as you think it was going to be. No. But it's time to, I mean, because Omnita, the longer it's you keep this die. on, yeah, well, or, yeah, or at least have to vacate. Yeah. Uh, and I think Sato and Tamara deserve a run, a longer run with the titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Lindemann versus Rio Inoue. I think that should be kind of obvious. And uh, now, yeah, Paul, this is very interesting because it's the okay. So the World Tag Team Title match, Minoru Suzuki and Hoko Tuomori. I could see them winning, but I could also see them losing because maybe it's Kento and Yuma versus Axis as a long term play. But maybe you don't want the titles involved in that. I don't know. I mean, I could really see that one go either way. Like, I guess it. I guess it depends. Like, like if we're doing like the whole access comes to like, uh, if the whole if they're doing the whole access comes to all Japan to win the titles, then I think Yuma and Kento retain here. But if that's not what they're doing, then I could easily see, like that that basically like, because he's already pinned Kento, right? And he's gonna lose the triple crown match. So I could see like Hokuto kind of coming back here and like using his elbow and especially if like Suzuki might be one someone to win the N1 then the I guess, Royal like, Road you mean uh, the Royal Road yes I mean I <laughs> could also see Suzuki pinning Yuma and then I could see a Royal Road final with Suwama versus Suzuki yeah I could see that too sort of rekindle their uh feud from what 14 15 13 14 years ago <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean they're both still kind of wrestling the same they did back then yeah um, I think, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say, which I suppose is good because, you know. Yes. No, that does make everything like a lot more interesting. Yeah, for sure. But I I think gun to my head, it's Kento and Yuma retaining. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I think, I think that is still the most likely outcome, but I, f- I feel like it's, I mean, it's good that like you have multiple possible outcomes here, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so that's all Japan. Very quickly, Evolution held their fourth event. On July 15th at Shinkiba First Ring in front of 180 fans, which actually is not bad, all things considered, for what a three-match show. Uh, it was a Evolution versus Sendai Girls show, basically. Manami defeated Sunny in 839. Mika Awada defeated Chi Chi in 1233. And God, I have to see this match. Chihiro Hashimoto defeated Zones in 1214. <laughs> and that's like probably so good. And then, Paul, I just want to bring this up because God, this... This show is turning into an absolute disaster. Great has announced the card for Sumo Hall. It and, such, it's such a weird card. Uh, kickboxing rules. We knew this one. Maya Fukuda yeah. versus Now. Great MMA rules. Three rounds, five, three five minute rounds. Tetsuya Izuchi versus Akihiro Gono. I don't. Why? Just uh, actually, why? why? Like, and, and it seems to be like Shinya Yoki is the guy like that's booking this, right? Yeah. Uh, because you he think he's the one that announced it. Yeah. So like he he is just so much better at like ruining young talent than Muto ever was. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't even need to do it himself. Like, he doesn't even need to step into the ring to do it. Like he can just book shit like this. Yeah. Like what is the actual expectation here? Like how is there a scenario here where Izuchi comes out of this looking good? Yeah. At worst, he has a terrible MMA fight where like maybe he like wins, but like it's not even that it's like against a guy that is like worth anything. Yeah. Um and that's the best case scenario where realistically maybe he goes the distance, loses by like decision, or we have like a, another like Soma Watanabe situation. But okay, I mean, even Soma didn't get knocked out, but like you know, like like he might just walk out of this looking terrible and then it takes like 
actual work to like repair these guys. Like you just make things so much harder on yourself for no reason. Yeah, for sure. And then next up, for some reason, under Ledet UWF rules, it's Fujita Jr. Hayato and Yu Izuka versus Minoru Suzuki and Shinya Aoki. Hayato's not even defending the title on the show. Yeah. Like, well, well, why, why did he beat your own guy? Like, why are you doing a tournament? Have your own guy win, have him lose on the first offense, and then the guy, like, and then, then, like, the guy doesn't even, like, get a title match on the Sumo Hall show. Like, like this yeah. is just, it's like, it, I don't, yeah, I'm just, I can't even really put it into words. I'm just completely baffled. It's just yeah. actual nonsense. And Issei Onitsuka and Yusuke Kodama of Yan's family versus Yuya Susumu and JD Lee. And if I am looking at the correct Instagram, JD Lee is a South Korean pro wrestler who's mm-hmm. 21 years old. I mean, good for him. Uh, he, his gear looks almost exactly like Rio Inoue's. <laughs> hey, um, remember Yuya Susumu's Nora run? Oh, God. Yeah. And now he's in great God. <laughs> um, but hopefully, I mean, it's nice to see a young wrestler like Lee get a chance. <laughs> Quiet Storm 25th anniversary match. Masakatsu Funaki, Quiet Storm, and Kazuma Sakamoto versus Takamichi Noku, Yuji Hino, and Issei Onitsuka. Wait, what? Right? I didn't even realize that. Wait, is he double booked or is this wrong? Uh, like, let me check. I think this might be wrong. I think, yeah, well, someone's in this. It's, well, he's probably teaming with Kodama and Yan's family. So mm-hmm. maybe whoever's in the. Fix someone screwed that up there. Like, I don't think it's actually in that match. Because it wouldn't really make any sense. Oh, no. He's listed in the six man. Oh, okay. And then now he's listed in both matches. He's listed in both matches on the on the Ledet website. What the fuck? What is going on with this company? What is going on with this like, company? Did, like, is Ito on the card somewhere else? No, right? Like, I like because of its Yan's family. Ito is in the main, for, like, main event. Oh, yeah, right. He is in the main event, yeah. And then next so up... So he's just double-booked. Yeah. yeah. Next up, then, Kyoko Inoue, Dash Chisako, Unagi Sayaka, and Yukari Hosokawa versus Risa Sara Michiko Aoi. I don't know how to... Oi. And Janai Kai. This actually has a chance to be one of the better matches on this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, And then we have an incredibly random team versus Black Generation International. Kento Miyahara. Again, this is Sumo Hall, and this is what Kento's doing. Shigehiro Irie, Junji, and Jack Cartwheel versus Kotaro Suzuki, Hartley Jackson, Keiichi Sato, and Yutani. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, Ultra Junior One Night Dream. Kaz Hayashi, Minoru Tanaka, and Shima versus Hiromu Takahashi, Atsuki Aoyagi, and Jun Tonsho. Should be fun. Mm -hmm. And then, of course... I don't know. I think this is the match I'm most looking forward to. <laughs> T-Hawk versus Hayato Tamara. Uh, didn't you skip over the Saito's match? Oh, well, okay. Well, I'll go with that next. But T-Hawks versus Hayato Tamara. I, I I actually think this could be really good. And I feel like oh, yeah. Hayato has to win here. Yes, I agree. And then, yes, I skipped over it. But for the G-Infinity title, Jun Saito and Rei Saito defend against Ryuchi Kawakami and Galeno Del Mal. I because I was like when you said that's the match you're looking forward to the most like I actually thought like you were just talking about this one because I am actually really looking forward to this one. Oh, I'm looking forward to it too. I'm just thinking though the G-Rex title will be the best. Oh um, yes, no, I mean that I think that very clearly like has the best chance to be the best match. 
but I think this one could just be like a ton of fun of just like four just big dudes just slamming into each other. Oh, for sure. I think uh, the Ciders are losing. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is the perfect time to do it at Sumo yeah. Hall. Or like, I mean, and what else are you really going to like get mm. out of them? Exactly. Yeah. And then in the main event, and I'm pretty sure this is the main event. I mean, it better be. Yeah. Because uh, why? Like, A, you're booking Kota Ibushi and put him in a random, like, match, but then not even putting it in the main event would be, like, actual, like, booking malpractice. And by elimination match, I assume that this means over the top rope. <laughs> yeah. Because I think why there's going to be some people on these teams that are going to be going over the top no, rope. Sorry, it's super premium elimination match. Yeah, super premium. Takanori Ito. Soma Watanabe, Al Lindemann, Chek Shimatami, and Kaido Ishida versus Kota Ibushi, Shuji Ishikawa, Daisuke Sakimoto, Higani Shino, and Yumihito Imanari. These are all of Kota's buddies, I assume. Yes, because otherwise, it's like, I don't know, this is just a really disappointing team. What like, is... I like the great I like the great team, but like... I mean, it could be Kota a good match, but this is yeah. how, how... I mean, is this the only way you could have booked Ibushi? Like, probably it's just like book all of my like ddt friends basically well i mean some of them are still with ddt well actually really just in Manari, but <laughs> probably people he got to know while he was in ddt i think that makes more sense yeah shuji yeah that's the thing. yeah um, well imanari too yeah and shino um yeah i guess maybe this is all that he, he could have gotten out of him perhaps yeah or maybe this is like koda's like this is what i want to do <laughs> yeah that's also the other thing where like Great, obviously, it doesn't really have a lot of like leverage. <laughs> no. Whereas, if you if you want to get that first Kota Ibushi match post New Japan, you probably yeah. had to like basically agree to whatever the fuck you wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at this. Do you think that Shuji and Kota are talking? I mean, they have to be, right? What are the chances you think Kota shows up on an All Japan show, even just to tag? I mean, maybe, but I'm. I, like, it sounds weird, but I'm not even sure if I want Kota Ibushi in All Japan. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but, like, he just seems like kind of a headache. Yeah, I get that. I mean, especially if he's, like, doing stuff like this, because this is, like, on the level of, like, Onida showing up on a CZW show and then turning, like, a singles match into, like, a six-man with his bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, this has that same energy. For sure. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but like, who's winning? Like, obviously, it should be in theory be the great team, but like, no, gonna be Ibushi, gonna right? Win. No, yeah, obviously not. Yeah. How many of these men, though, on the Kota Ibushi team will we see in Higane great Shino? Oh, no. I was gonna say, how many we're gonna actually get take direct pinfalls? Oh. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> yeah, say, Shino, Higane yeah. Shino. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Imanari. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, maybe. I, ho- I really hope we don't get pheromones Imanari, though. No, I don't think so. We'll get uh, Ganbare. Yeah. But also, are they just like, is this going to actually be a, is this going to be booked properly where it comes down to like Ibushi and like Watanabe or Lindemann or something? I mean, it should be, but it's great. So I wouldn't be. Could be like a confident. Four, yeah. It could, it could like, Ibushi's team could be win like 4 0. <laughs> yeah. Like Lindemann gets like a pin on like Hagane and then mm-hmm. just, yeah, Ibushi just eliminates. Or I don't know, like, Ibushi doesn't even get really involved in any of the eliminations. It's just, like, Shuji Ishikawa just, like, mountain bombs all of them on top of each other and pins them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, because think about how who's going to do jobs on the great team. Check Shimitani, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. 
uh, Soma. Yeah, I mean, I would avoid that, but like, I don't think we're getting around that. Ito shouldn't be. Lindemann and Ishida are will... not. Lindemann and Ishida are not. Ito maybe. Yeah, yeah it's just, uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a, it's such a weird. Like, you also have to take up. You have to take up so much of like your like upper card like real estate as well just for this oh, match. Oh yeah, for sure. Because like, if you split out some of those five people on the great side across like this card, like the card looks a lot better than it does. Yeah, yeah. What do you think this draws? I thought okay, this is going to draw. This is going to draw with Abushi, but I thought Abushi was going to get a singles match or a t- at least a regular. Or, yeah. Tag. I mean, but it is still right. The first match Abushi has in Japan. Yep. Since the G1 final where he got injured, yep. so like just based off of that, it will draw. I mean, it's so like no wait, is the blood and guts match before this or after this? Uh, before blood and guts is tomorrow. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Shows <laughs> <laughs> how much attention I pay to AEW. Yeah, good I, thing I'm going to the biggest show ever in like a month. Well, yeah, of course you have to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, so that means it's only his like fourth match, like since his injury. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's big. Like, and I think that will draw, but like, there's nothing really else here where I would be like, oh yeah, I want to buy a ticket to this show. No, I mean, T Hawk Tamara that. I think, I mean, that would be like a match that probably would sell like a fair few tickets for like Tokyo Dome, like City Hall. Yeah. So, but not Sumo. No, not Sumo Hall, not a Sumo Hall level match. So, yeah, I really, I really don't have, like, if the, if Kota Ibushi wasn't on the show, I would be like, this will draw around what Noah drew for the all juniors, like <laughs> Sumo Hall show. Yeah. Where we still don't really know how many they actually drew because apparently the number was so bad. That it's the only number that they've lied about. Yeah. So yeah, I I really have I, I don't even know what I would call a disappointing number. I mean, if it still draws that like Noah like junior show number for the I show mean, with Ibushi on it, that's a massive to, failure. Well, first of all, it has to beat for the love of God their first um okay, Paul. I'm looking at here. Premium seat on the great show sold out. Okay, so that's the, good. The next um, the next level mm-hmm. also sold out, whatever that is. But all of the other sh- seats, first floor or square seat, first floor mass seat, first floor, second mm-hmm. floor reserve seat, etc. They're all plenty available. The circle. Yeah, that's that's uh, not good. And well, like how far away from the show? Uh, a couple of weeks. Yeah, a little over two weeks. I mean, I so. Let's say they draw like 3,000 people. I would consider that a success. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not sure what I would call like a disappointing number for them because my expect, like, without a bushy, my expectation would be so completely through the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, let's say they draw like Grand Princess 2022, 1,714 fans. Yeah. Like, what if they draw like 2,000 fans? Yeah. Is that a disappointment or is that good? I mean, Zero one allegedly, okay, but like there's a very alleged on that number with 3,520. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just have no good idea where I should like slot the show basically in terms because they've never, because again, like they just had their like Mac, they just had their like biggest draw ever of like 1,300 people. Mm-hmm. And then to go from that to Sumo Hall is just such a massive jump. Yeah. Okay, like the last. Big Japan, like Sumo Hall, was 3,216. So I think if we like 
put it at like 3000 people i think is like a realistic expectation but yeah. again it's all based off of one match yeah or not even one match just one guy in yeah, that match exactly. yeah i don't know we shall see i don't know this I, this has got a disaster feeling oh actually on that last big japan sumo holtra lindemann was actually on that show okay as oh, was right. Erie, as was t-hawk yeah because <laughs> we already had strong hearts at that point right and hey kavakami was there too <laughs> oh yeah that was jake lee and uh naoya nomura i remember that show kavakami i remember really good that show that was, was really good that was really good yeah because he had like Sakimoto and Walter versus Hino and Okabayashi. Oh, right. Yes. And that's when Sakimoto teased challenging for the WWE UK title. Yeah. <laughs> Which never came to pass. Nope. Um, probably for the best. Yes. I think we're all. Yeah. I know. It would have been really weird if Big Japan had become NXT Japan. <laughs> that <laughs> seems like a really cursed timeline. Yeah. Why is Abdullah Kobayashi being assaulted in the parking lot? <laughs> uh, I mean, thank God he's no longer the, the deathmatch champion. Yes, Yuki Ishikawa won it, which is yep. very good for the future. Yes, the yes. overall direction of the company having makes made. me question why he won it in the first place. But look, at least I, I mean, saw people talking about did a sponsor yeah. want? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that seems incredibly likely because yeah, there's just no other reason why this happened this way it did. But yeah. We'll see. We'll see where they go from here. Like the number yeah. they drew in Kurokan wasn't great. Yeah, it was like 500. Yeah. But yeah. again, that's actually good for them these days because they normally draw like 300. Uh, that's true. That's up, right? And it was Yuya Aoki yeah. versus Yasufumi Nakanoi in the same yeah. semi main event. Yeah. For the um, strong title. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, we've got the titles, top two titles on two young guys. Mm hmm. Which I mean, they the can time? only go up really from when was the last time that both titles were on younger guys? Um trying to think, would you count Takeda during his reign as a younger guy? Yeah, I would. Was so that the same probably, time as Kamatani? Or was that no, that was I think was I think that was around the time, one of the times where uh uh what's his face? Uh Hashimoto held the title as well. So I think hey. around Darish. Right. Or Nomura. No, that that the Nomura was way after. Nomura was way after. Yeah, after the Takeda ring. Drew Parker. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I guess maybe you could count that. But like this, still like this is still kind of different because these are both like two homegrown yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a good sign for them. And Tristan Archer was on that show teaming with Daichi Hashimoto against Demanji mm -hmm. So and Daisuke. No, I mean they have a good roster now. Like that's the thing. Like it's actually kind of like just will they actually do something with them? Yeah. But we for now, it, it, it seems like they're moving up. I actually have to check out the show. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, has it even aired yet? Uh, no, it airs oh, on. No, it actually. Oh, it actually hasn't even aired yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will probably check out that show as well. I've been really mm -hmm. digging. Well, Big Japan is back, as we say. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I will have to check out that show. Um, because what, what was Okabayashi on this show, or was this the first post Okabayashi? This was the first post Okabayashi, yeah, because. He, I think it was like the Shinkiba show before this. Right, was right. Like his yeah. last show. For for now, hopefully. Yeah. All right. So that's that. We'll be back in a couple of weeks talking about probably maybe a more extensive N1 preview, maybe a Royal Road preview, 
Uh, and we've got a couple of, well, like, there's not a ton happening beyond some announcements in those all Japan shows. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks. So for uh, Paul Vosh, I'm George Detroit, and we'll see you soon. My name is Tyler Fornis, and I am one of the co-hosts of the Good, the Bad, and the Hungi AEW podcast here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcasting Network. We take a broad scope approach to the world of all elite wrestling and the entire universe of Tony Khan. We talk about the big matches, the big stars, the promos, the storylines. And we also look at it from a big picture perspective. How are things going to change over the course of the next 10 years with AEW still in the picture? How are companies like WWE going to adapt and adjust to AEW? Are they going to be a similar way like they did with WCW in the late 1990s? Will there be a counterpunch? We talk about all of that and more on the good, the bad, and the hungry every week on the Voice of the Wrestling Network. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.